Well, hello, tired one. Are you feeling a bit frazzled and worn out? Welcome to the Sweet Sela Moments Podcast. We hope lessons from God's Word and encouragement from us will lead you to soul rest. The Sweet Sela Moments Podcast is brought to you by Word Radio and Sweet Sela Ministries. Hi there, this is Nicole. Welcome back to the Sweet Sela Moments Podcast. This is episode 8, and today Sharon and I are going to be talking about making your quiet time personal, as Sharon describes the 4R method to us. This is such a simple and effective way to study God's Word. Let's see what Sharon has to say about it. Well, I am so excited about this because this particular method of studying God's Word is what finally helped me have a consistent quiet time. I did Mm. not have consistency before then. I did it off and on. I knew I should. But I often overloaded myself with too much. I'd be like, I need to read through the Bible in a year. Plus, I need to read five devotionals. Plus, I need to pray for everyone on the planet, you know? (laughs) And then what would happen would be, of course, I couldn't do that. So I would put it aside and try to do it later when I had more time, Mm -hmm. which I never did. So this is how I learned this method, Nicole. Ironically, it occurred when I had those two little babies, 15 Mm. months apart, and Ray was in graduate school, and I was basically single parenting. Mm. Ray had decided not just to get his master's, but get his PhD as well, so he was out straight, and we didn't see him that often. And I had two in cloth diapers, so that was fun, (laughs) right? And we were in a new house and a new place. So it was a crazy time in my life. But we had started going to a startup church. Ray was at UMass Amherst at the time. We were living in Greenfield. We had moved from Agawam to Greenfield, and there was this new plant. And so we decided to join the church plant. The pastor's wife was a wonderful woman, a wonderful mentor of mine, Mm -hmm. really. And she's the one that introduced me to what I now call the 4R method. She did not call it the 4R method. It's a navigator's method. But I invented the 4Rs so people could remember the four steps to it. Mm. And she gave me a challenge. She said, if you do this method for 21 days in a row, I will take you out to eat. I know. (laughs) When you are... For young mom. Yes, a young mom (laughs) stuck in the house, although you love them with your two children and the two big dogs and a husband that was busy and very few friends because we were new to the area. Dinner out was like... I don't know, Glorious. the best. Right. <laughs> way, way important to me. Plus, you know, I would like to try this method of quiet time because it's only a 10-minute-a-day method, and that yeah. was something that actually very doable. sounded doable. Yeah. So I got my little journal because it involves writing, mm. and we'll talk about that in a little bit, and I set out to do it. And so every day I would find that time to do my 10 minutes and write out my little things, and I got up to day 19, and I forgot Oh, no. I know. Two <laughs> days away from that so escape close. and that little dinner out. So I started over at day okay. one because Lori, it's the name of the pastor's wife, was adamant it's 21 days in a row to fall, wow. form a habit. Right. Minimal. So it really was good because in the second time I got to 21, so I'd, I'd been doing it for a long time consistently right. by then. And, and we celebrated. And it was wonderful. Oh, good. <laughs> but now I'm going to talk to you a little bit about the method, and you know it because yes. uh, you're using it too. So let's talk about the four R's. And um, well, let's start with your story. How did you discover it? 
what have you learned about it? And then we'll go through each of those four hours oh, yeah. specifically. I had heard about it first from um, doing one of your Facebook um, Bible studies. Um, you had mentioned it in one of the videos and I, it was just like when you first heard about it, it was like, oh, this is simple. I can do this. Sometimes you sit with your Bible and there's so many good passages. Like, where do I start? Mm-hmm. Do I read in Psalms? Do I read here? Do I read the devotionals? And you just, I felt like I didn't have a good starting and stopping point either. Like, how mm-hmm. long do I do it? Mm-hmm. So this has been huge for my quiet time. I feel like I have a plan going forward, even if I don't have a specific Bible study or devotional to read. I have the Bible and I have my pen and notebook and my four R's and I'm ready to dig in. (laughs) And that's all you need. Right. That's right. Yeah. And my second book, which just got a name, we have a new name for it. Oh, what is it? It's called Give Me Wings. You know how I I love love wings? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So, and and in two ways, give me wings. Give me a wing over me to keep Mm, me safe and protected. And then give me wings to uh, mount up with wings like eagles and soar Mm -hmm. through being equipped to just study the Word of God. So basically, it's a devotional book saying you actually don't need a devotional book. (laughs) (laughs) And I teach the four-hour method. So let's walk through the four hours together. (laughs) So if you're listening, I'm going to tell you all four, and then Nicole and I are going to just share with you what each R stands for. Mm. Request is the first one. Read, then record, and then respond. Those are the four R's. So now let's unpack them, shall we? The request part is so important that even to this day, if I miss it, my quiet times are not as rich. It's different. It's really weird. (laughs) If you just sit down and say, well, got to do my quiet time, and you blip, 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 run through your quiet time, you can actually manage, which is so sad, (laughs) or I can actually manage. I won't say you can. I can actually manage to read but not really comprehend and never once think of the God that wrote the Bible. Mm. But if the very first thing we do when we meet with God is request his help, if we start with that prayer and say, oh, Lord, help me to realize that I am about to open a living word and that you actually still speak through it, would you teach me, please? It changes the whole tenor because I've invited God into my time. Right. So anything I've, any other thing you can think about about request? Or is that kind of it? It's good because it just kind of puts the ball in God's court to show us what he wants to show us today. You know, instead of like me trying to find the right passage or Mm -hmm. find the right thing, it's like, all right, Mm -hmm. God, what do you want to show me today? Yeah. You know what? So it takes the pressure off of me. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And it, and it puts it right there. I want what you want to show me Yeah, because you know the day that's ahead of me and I do not. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Prepare me for what you have for me today and don't let me try to figure out what I need to do. (laughs) Yes. And although it doesn't have to be in the morning, what I found is Mm. the earlier I get to it, the better my whole day goes. And if I wait too long, um, my day starts rolling and I don't get back to it. We've talked about that. So, okay. So that's the request. Now the read for the four R method, there's nothing wrong with reading through the Bible in a year. In fact, that's a wonderful thing Mm. to do. But the four R our method is not that. It's read a short passage, mm-hmm. 20 verses, maybe, you know, more or less, sometimes a chapter, sometimes just 10 verses, depends on how meaty the verses are. Right. You know, with Proverbs, every proverb you could, There's so much you know, camp yeah. on, right. kind of. 
So you read the passage, mm-hmm. obviously. And um, what my pastor's wife told me was to just choose a book of the Bible mm-hmm. and read it sequentially so that you are getting it in context. Yeah, so maybe starting with Philippians or a gospel or the Psalms or whatever. And then choosing just that small portion within it. Because 20 verses does not take long to read, does it? No. It no, it's amazing. It's pretty quick. But if if we read less, we can digest it. If we read a lot, we kind of get an overview, but we're not we're not um getting the small details as mm. much, I think. I so think you're right. So read is the second mm-hmm. and we read it twice. Right. Because of record. <laughs> we need to read twice. We need to record. <laughs> and what we're recording is one verse. Mm. The one verse. So you, you're praying and you're requesting and you're saying, Lord, show me my verse for the day. Or show me that thought that's in that verse that I need to walk by. Mm. Um, and, we, and we look for it. So I usually read the passage twice. The first... 20 verses, read through of the 20 verses is just to sort of get the gist. What you're reading, and yeah. then I read it the second time and I'm like, which is the verse that stands out to me today? Mm. And it can be a different, it can be the same passage and you and I could be doing it together, Nicole, although knowing us, we'd probably choose the same verse. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it could be a totally different verse depending on how the Holy Spirit right. moves through his living word. That's so. true. I find a lot of good questions too during that. Like, not always the verse to go by for the day, but like, what does that mean? And I'll write that down sometimes, and God will answer that question for me. Maybe sometimes on that day, but I'll look back and go, "Oh yeah, now I know why that verse says that." Yes, that yes. is so neat to me because I have I always have so many questions when I'm reading God's word. Mm-hmm. I just want like a Bible scholar next to me, like, "What explain this to me? What does this mean? <laughs> yes. Why does it say this? I have no right. idea." Yeah. Exactly. Yes, and I agree. It's not always this you know pithy saying to take with me for the day. Sometimes yeah. it's, huh? Now why why did Jesus put all those demons into pigs? Right. And, you know, two thousand <laughs> pigs are drowned. What in the world? Why is this here? Yes. <laughs> or whatever the passage is. Yeah. But it's the writing down mm-hmm. of the verse, that recording, that slows us down and makes us think about this particular part of scripture. There's mm. then it, then it becomes deeper than just reading passively. Now we're starting to meditate on it because yeah. as we write it, we're slowed down and we're looking at each word as we write it. There's something about writing it down too in your own handwriting. It kind of sticks it a little it bit does. better. It does. It does stick it better. Yeah. You you I'm remember sure on far more <laughs> yeah. if you write. If you study um, you know, college advice, yes. people that take notes oh, yeah. at, a le- at a lecture do far better on the tests because they oh, recall yeah. more right. because they are engaging it. They're writing it down. Mm, so, And the other thing about recording a verse is you can't read the passage while you're making your grocery list in your mind, which women are quite capable of doing we because are, we, we are multitaskers. Yes. <laughs> and so you could literally read a passage passively, shut your Bible, and walk that away not mm-hmm. having really read it. Yep. But if you have to find that verse, if you actually have to engage it to the degree that you've got to write out a verse, mm-hmm. your your mind is more focused on it than it would be otherwise. So That's a really good point. Yeah, it really makes that. a difference. Yeah, because you're seeking for something specific instead of just like, oh, read it, check, okay, go. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, yes. So, okay, so we've asked to God's help. That's the request. We've read it twice. We've recorded the verse. Mm. And then the last one is the response. Mm. And this was such a like revelation to me when Lori explained it to me. I had never 
seeing the reading the Bible as conversational in a sense, you know? Oh, yeah. I would read what God wrote and I'd shut my Bible and I'd say, now let me tell you my request for the day. Right. Totally changing the subject. Right. <laughs> okay. Now that's just not nice, you know? <laughs> if um if I were telling you about life group tonight. We're having life group tonight, Nicole, yeah. and somebody's sick, so I'm actually doing refreshments at the last minute, and so I'm going to Emory Farm, and I'm going to get cider donuts, la, la, la. Yeah. And then you, in response to that, said, you know, my daughter this morning got up, and I could not find her socks. <laughs> I'd be like, excuse me? Wrong conversation. Wrong conversation. <laughs> you are supposed to respond to what I'm saying. Yeah. At least a little bit. Come on, give me something here. And yet all the time when we read God's word, we do that, don't we? We do that. We don't respond. And yet if if we believe this, and I do believe it, I believe Mm. that the Bible is not like any other book on the planet. Mm. God breathed it. Mm. It is living. It is active. It's like a sword that can slice Mm. into us, telling us deep truths. If it's really that active, then I need to respond to him because he has just spoken to me. Right. So the response is, if it's the verse about the pigs having the demons in them and going into the whatever, it might be, Father, I, I don't have time right now to look it up, but help me remember that I really want to understand this. Or, yeah. or even, Lord, did you choose the pigs because that was an unclean animal? You, mm, you know, right. Or was it to demonstrate how bad those demons were to see them? And I, you know, I just write to him about it and ask yeah. him questions. Yeah. Yeah. That's got to be one of my favorite parts now. Is because it? you do yeah. feel like we have permission to like, talk back to God. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, to respond. Yes. Because you sit there like, okay, God, teach me. And it does sometimes feel um, impersonal because you do it and then you go on with your day. But this makes me stop, find a verse, and then I have to formulate a response to what he is telling me today. Right. And that draws me in to a relationship with him, to yes. a conversation where I feel free to to ask my questions of him or to respond and not just sometimes you get afraid that you'll I'll come I get afraid I'll come to the wrong conclusion about what I've just read like what if this is wrong maybe I should check it with you know a commentary mm-hmm. I'm not a I'm not a pastor I don't <laughs> yeah, yeah but this is such it's given me the freedom to ask God questions and to be okay with him giving me the answers and trusting that you know he can work this come. out in me yeah. yeah yeah it's wonderful it is wonderful yes. I love this so yeah. much I do too <laughs> it started when Mary was a baby and so I'm in my third decade of doing oh, this wow. every day that's amazing every day I love it it's a it, lot of dinners out if you're still that's a lot. <laughs> yeah too bad she didn't <laughs> right. do it every 21 days I know <laughs> <laughs> so it's the best habit in the world I'm yeah. so grateful for it and it's never old because of that conversational part mm. I sit down on that couch tired in the morning mm-hmm. with the tea to pry my eyes open a little bit of caffeine there <laughs> and I open the word of God and I say teach me and I'm with my savior mm-hmm. who wants to direct me for the day how that doesn't get old yeah it just doesn't you can't start your day any better than that you can't <laughs> it's a wonderful thing I'm just so grateful for it yeah. and the whole thing can take 10 minutes and mm. that's what's really stunning about it too yeah it doesn't so. seem overwhelming to sit and do like i can do 10 minutes and if it lingers longer which it does sometimes yes. it's nice it's good it's good to yeah. linger longer it exactly <laughs> but you almost always have 10 minutes yes. you know um we spend lots of frittering of 10 minutes here and there do. and everywhere don't we <laughs> so just getting down and doing it is it's a yeah. wonderful thing and then you've also got that record that journal and if yeah. like you do uh philippians let's say and it takes you you know 10 20 verses at a time a week or two to get done 
you can go back and see sometimes a theme song or a pattern that God mm. has been teaching you through it, that he's oh, just emphasized really something. Yeah. And I, I see a rhythm to it sometimes, which is really neat. Mm. So I love it. Yeah. Plus, that's, you know, I don't sew a lot. I don't have a lot of things to leave my children. All those journals are there. Oh, wow. I never <laughs> So that's a that. legacy if they ever want to read them. Right? <laughs> I'll teach my kids to, to uh, make sure they know how to read cursive because everything I read is that's in cursive. That's right. That's true nowadays. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> it's a secret code. It is. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, now, oh, podcast listener, guess what? <laughs> we are going to try a four-hour method by podcast. Now, don't mm-hmm. freak out if you're driving the car. We're not going to make you actually <laughs> record and respond in writing today because we do want your hands safely on the wheel. Yes, so <laughs> if you happen to be where you can jot down some things, absolutely do so. But I think just by listening, you'll be able to get most of it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to ask Nicole to start by requesting that you listening and Nicole and I doing it right now. Uh, will really hear from God. So, Nicole, would you start with request? Yes. Oh, God, thank you. Thank you that you're here with us today. Lord, I pray that you'll be with our listeners wherever they are, God, um, and just still their hearts and open their um, minds to hear your word. Um, Lord, impress upon our hearts, upon Sharon and mine and our listeners, the verse that you want us to meditate on, Lord, um, the verse that you want to teach us something through. Help us to hear your word. Um, Thank you that you meet us here and that you're with us to teach us um, the truth that you have in the Bible. Thank you, Lord, and we love you. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, we're going to read it twice, so I'll read the first time. It's Luke 8, 4 through 15. So again, a short little passage. So the first time reader or listener, uh, just listen. And then Nicole is going to read it right after I read it. And you're going to try to find your verse when you hear the second reading. All right? So here we go. Luke 8, 4 through 15, parable of the farmer scattering seed. One day, Jesus told a story in the form of a parable to a large crowd that had gathered from many towns to hear him. A farmer went out to plant a seed. As he scattered it across his field, some seed fell on a footpath where it was stepped on and the birds ate it. Other seed fell among rocks. It began to grow, but the plant soon wilted and died for lack of moisture. Other seed fell among thorns that grew up with it and choked out the tender plants. Still other seed fell on fertile soil. This seed grew and produced a crop that was a hundred times as much as had been planted. When he had said this, he called out, Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. His disciples asked him what this parable meant. He replied, You are permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of God, but I use parables to teach the others so that the scriptures might be fulfilled. When they look, they won't really see. When they hear, they won't understand. This is the meaning of the parable. The seed is God's word. The seeds that fell on the footpath represent those who hear the message only to have the devil come and take it away from their hearts and prevent them from believing and being saved. The seeds on the rocky soil represent those who hear the message and receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they believe for a while. Then they fall away when they face temptation. The seeds that fell among the thorns represent those who hear the message, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the cares and riches and pleasures of this life, and so they never grow into maturity. 
And the seeds that fell on the good soil represent honest, good-hearted people who hear God's word, cling to it, and patiently produce a huge harvest. Okay, so now listen to Nicole and you find your verse. So Luke 8, 4 through 15. One day, Jesus told a story in the form of a parable to a large crowd that had gathered from many towns to hear him. A farmer went out to plant his seed. As he scattered it across his field, some seed fell on a footpath, where it was stepped on and the birds ate it. Other seed fell among rocks. It began to grow, but the plant soon wilted and died for a lack of moisture. Other seed fell among thorns that grew up with it and choked out the tender plants. Still the other seed fell on fertile soil. This seed grew and produced a crop that was a hundred times as much as had been planted. When he had said this, he called out, Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. His disciples asked him what this parable meant. He replied, You are permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of God, but I use parables to teach the others so that the scripture might be fulfilled. When they look, they won't really see. When they hear, they won't understand. This is the meaning of the parable. The seed is God's word. The seeds that fell on the footpath represent those who hear the message only to have the devil come and take it away from their hearts and prevent them from believing and being saved. The seeds on the rocky soil represent those who hear the message and receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they believe for a while, then they fall away when they face temptation. The seeds that fall among the thorns represent those who hear the message, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the cares and riches and pleasures of this life, and so they never grow into maturity. And the seeds that fall on the good soil represent honest, good-hearted people who hear God's word, cling to it, and patiently produce a huge harvest. There we go. I am realizing that if you're <clears throat> driving a car and don't have your Bible open, you have no idea what was a verse. But <laughs> but hopefully you, you have a phrase right, <laughs> <laughs> or a type of seed that particularly interested you. And so I'm going to be quiet for just one minute, or actually less than a minute, probably about 20 seconds, <laughs> so that you can say out loud wherever you are, in your car or washing your dishes, or I always listen to podcasts doing laundry, folding mm-hmm. laundry is so much nicer with a podcast. <laughs> um, say out loud your phrase, okay? Say it. Okay. I wish I could hear it. You should write <laughs> on the show notes this time. Anybody that did this, we would love to know. Okay, I'm going to share mine, and then Nicole's going to share hers. The verse I chose was Luke 4.12. The seeds that fell on the footpath represent those who hear the message only to have the devil come and take it away from their hearts and prevent them from believing and being saved. And this is my response. Oh, dear Father, this verse grieves me. Some people hear, but it gets snatched away so quickly. Lord, may this not be so for my family members who do not yet know you. Help me to pray that they be protected from the enemy who would snatch the message away before it can sink in. O Lord, protect them from the enemy. Enable them to really hear and digest and listen. Give them those eyes to see. Enable them to believe and to be saved. Mm. 
So that's, that's mine. Yeah. And it really, it really struck me that that's how I should be praying. If it's possible that someone can hear the word of God and before they have time to think about it, mm. um, the, the devil goes, look, squirrel, you know, right? just <laughs> moves their attention so that it doesn't yeah. sink in. That's something, I mean, prayer is warfare, right. part of it. I need to be praying that yeah. he is not allowed to do that, to that, that they're away. protected from that. So That's that was what point. really stirred in my heart. And so my application then for that day and for whenever I think of it is to remember to pray that way. Mm. So that was oh, mine. That's good. I like that. Yeah. How about you? I chose verse 14. The seed that fell among the thorns represent those who hear the message, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the cares and riches and pleasures of this life. And so they never grow into maturity. So I kind of see this one, this verse as a warning. Because some days you start with the word of God and you hear it and you're like, okay. But as soon as my feet hit the ground or my kid's feet hit the ground, (laughs) I feel like it's taken away. The cares of this life kind of crowd out my message. So my prayer would be, God, guard my heart. Guard the the seeds that you planted in my heart this morning so that the cares of this world don't take it away before it's able to grow. I don't want to be immature. Yeah. It's not fun. No, it's not. <laughs> and all those weeds, you don't want them to choke you. No, right, no. Right. Wow. Hey, guess what? what? I was timing this. That took 10 minutes. Did it? And that was both <gasps> of us doing it. What Whoa. is that? Okay, so. listener. Did you see that? That was 10 minutes. You I'm can do this. Yes. <laughs> One of the biggest lies of the enemy is you don't have time for this. Mm. Oh, yes, you do. You do. Oh, yes. you do. And it's so rich when God speaks to you like that. It's just, mm-hmm. it's wonderful. And because we think this is so important, guess what? We have a 21-day challenge for you. Yes, we do. (laughs) Now, we can't exactly fly places to take you out to eat. Also, (laughs) we're not rich. (laughs) So that is not what you are getting. But if you are willing to try this 21-day challenge, if you will request and then read a passage and then record it and respond, and you're willing to kind of show us your journal by some kind of, uh, you know, video or phone pictures or whatever, just a few pages so that we can see it and either snail mail it to us or email it to us. It'll be on the show notes. You guys will be able to find a way to do it. If you can do it for 21 days in a row, we're going to send you a present. Yes, we are. It will not be a big one, so don't get too terribly excited because, again, we don't have a budget for huge presents. But we we seriously want to celebrate with you. There is actually no greater habit on the planet to form Mm. than to make it a habit to meet with living water every day, to meet with the God that made you, who sees the future and who knows your purpose and his plan for your life. Mm. Nothing is more important than this. And nothing is harder to do because Satan knows it's that important. Mm -hmm. You will get beaten back by him time and again because he does not want you to know God. He'd rather keep you busy. But it's out of the knowing of God, out of the sitting of his feet, that we then serve and produce fruit and not just exhaustion. Mm. Right? Right. Yeah. So this could be fun, huh? This could be fun. I know it. And maybe if people are close by, we could have a party for some of them. We'll see. I don't know. (laughs) I'm not making promises. We'll just see. So, okay. Well, let me close this in prayer. And I, I really hope you do this. You should do this. 
Try to do this, okay? The 21 day challenge. And even if you're actually doing it every day, just start and do 21 days in a row anyways, and we'll Mm. still send you a present, even if you've already been doing it, okay? All right, let's pray. Father God, thank you. Thank you for a living and active word from you. Thank you for the awesome reality that you speak through the Bible. You speak. You teach us how to live. You comfort. You admonish. You teach. You help. Lord, I pray that many listeners will say, I want to do this. I want to meet with my God each day. Would you give them the oomph to do it, Lord? Would you give them the perseverance? Would you give them that fruit of the spirit of self-control? Would you give them the ability to start over and over if they have to, to get to those 21 days? But mostly, Lord, what we want is relationship with you. We want to hear from you. We want to, we want to talk with you. We want that closeness that you desire, and that gives us so much joy. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your living word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us today as we talked about making your quiet time personal. We hope you're excited to go and try out the 4-R method in your next quiet time with God. Remember, if you take the 21-day challenge, we will send you a surprise at the end. You can find info on the 4-R challenge and more in our show notes at sweetsela.org or at wordradio.net. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and share it with your friends. We hope you will join us for episode 9 called Be a Tree. This one sounds fun. You won't want to miss it. We are so glad you stopped for a while with us. Sweet Zela Moments is a cooperative production of Word Radio and Sweet Zela Ministries. More information about this podcast, including show notes, can be found at sweetzela.org and at wordradio.net. Thank you for joining us.